this is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers. Wow, for so many years, I've been calling us Homemakers by Choice, and the message of Homemakers by Choice will continue, I promise you. As a matter of fact, I am so exhilarated with the many things that are going on right here in the Phoenix metro area where our headquarters are. That is where Modern Homemakers headquarters in Phoenix, and we hope you'll come and visit us. April 23rd, we're having a big uh, relaunch event with our new name, Counterculture Woman of Every Age. You'll get to meet us and greet us and have lunch with us. Limited space. Go online and you'll find out how to get here. And if you live in Albuquerque or Texas or the Midwest where it's still cold, come and see us. We'd love to have you. And we are going to, on that morning, talk about the four quadrants of modern homemakers. And they are who you are as a woman, a wife, a mother, and a homemaker. And as we began this year, we have not spent much time in our home. So the next couple of times we're together, I want to talk about ways to declutter and look for some new YouTubes on washing windows and storing your stuff. And we're going to talk with some regularity about how to make this home a place where people want to come a place where people want to come. Now, I can remember as a young woman thinking, I have made this home such a place where people want to come. I want them to go away. <laughs> I just felt like every time I turned around, my daughter was saying, Mom, can we have this? And my husband was saying, let's have the couples in. And what about dinner with that group? And I loved every minute of it. I loved every minute of it. And I want to say to you that I really, truly still believe without any reservations that the home, the house, the property, which most of us seek to own, and that's an American dream, not God's dream. But even if this is not an owned house, it's a rented house, that space and place is for the majority of Americans the biggest piece of property that they have charge over. And often it's two people or four people living in it 24-7. And I want you to challenge yourself to talk to your husband, to talk to your children, to your family. What else can we as a family who loves God, who is called to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then love others? What could we as a family do to love others by using our house, our yard, our garage, our spare bedroom, the kids' bunk beds, the hideaway bed, the table, the small kitchen table or the big dining room table, whatever your space is on are. Would you call a family meeting and say, I want to know if you think there are some things that we could do to love others and use our house. Now, I know this. I know this for a fact, and it doesn't have anything to do with being modern. It has to do with knowing how we all live, that often the reason we don't open the front doors to our house to let people in is because it's too much work, and it's because our homes are not in a place that we've made some conscious decisions about it's okay. Now, you'll laugh at this illustration, but it is years old, and it was my first visit into what I'm challenging you to do. So I, I took this challenge um, to my family 
first to my own heart and I walked through every room in my house and I said, what would I be comfortable with having anyone in this room? How would it look? How would I be comfortable? And the thing that jumped out was the dining room fixture that had a lot of glass bulbs on it. And it was so dirty at the moment when I looked at it, I thought, I wouldn't be comfortable with that dirty chandelier. And then I thought, what would I be comfortable with? And what I decided in that nanosecond was I would be comfortable with that chandelier being very, very clean, just washed yesterday, or up to 30 days dirty. I want you to know I stretched that as I got older. It was 60 days dirty. We moved from the Midwest to arid Arizona, and the dirt was very different. And 60 days on the chandelier in my dining room is okay. So that's what I want you to consider. What would you be comfortable with? How could you serve the Lord and the people he's called you to love in your home, in every public room, the TV room, the dining room, the kitchen, the living room, if you have a separate room, a sitting room, what, what, what your backyard, your patio, what would you be comfortable with? Clutter happens to all of us, and it's very easy to take over. Clutter is so easy to take over. I'm always amazed at how people, when we have guests in the house, overnight guests, and right now we have a young man who's living with us for four or five months to help him get ready to um, get married. He's saving all his money and living with us. And he brought with him his stuff. And when he comes in, I notice he dropped things here. And so I go back to the most important rule about clutter. If you will practice this, you will have immediately less clutter. And then I'm going to talk about some ways to actually declutter. Put it back where you got it from. My daughter says she thinks that she remembers that being her first complete sentence. And I wouldn't be surprised because I kept coaching her, put it back where you got it from, because I had to do that myself. And I'm going to talk about some discipline in wise parenting in the next few weeks. And I'm going to tell my own personal story about how hard it was to become an adult and not have any self-discipline. The reason why I want you to help your children understand what it is to have discipline and personal discipline and self-discipline is because I had to teach myself those things as a young adult. I didn't have any self-discipline. Put it back where you got it from. I never put anything back where I got it from. I dropped it the closest place I could drop it, which meant I had a mess at the kitchen counter. I had a mess in the car. I had a mess in the laundry room. I had a mess on the top of my dresser. I had a mess where my clothes were because I never put anything back where I got it from. And so first I trained myself, and that was very hard work. I was a young adult, 25, 26, 27 years old, and then I had a child, and now I knew I had to train her. And of course, we hoped for five more children, but the Lord didn't give us that. We just have one, and she was a handful. So maybe that's what the Lord knew I could handle. So put it back where you got it from. The only serious rule that you need to follow for yourself. Now, that just means whatever you picked up, wherever you picked it from, a pair of scissors, a, a dishcloth, it's dirty, it goes back where you hang them until they're dried, it goes into the laundry room, it gets put back in the drawer. Everything has a cycle to it. The things I'm going to talk about is clutter that come to us in cars, closets, computers, schedules, giveaways, 
look for some information soon about how to go through the house and do give away, put away, and throw away. And if you don't have a copy of the book that I wrote, Secrets to Getting More Done in Less Time, you can go to our website and buy that. You'll be glad to have it. You can get a three-hour DVD and syllabus to listen to if you can't read a whole book at one time. So all those options are there on the website. Put it back where you got it from, and these are 30 ways to, de to declutter. Discover why you, all, why you have the clutter. This is more philosophy. Is it because you don't have enough time, or because you can't part with it, or because, like me, I had difficulty in making decisions? All three of these could be reasons why you have too much clutter. You haven't trained yourself to put it back where you got it from. That really is a relatively easy thing to do. You just have to discipline yourself to do it every day in every way. And that means pushing yourself another five steps or another two minutes. I'm always amazed at how few minutes it takes to put it back. And then I don't have to go back and touch it again. So you don't have enough time. You can't part with it. It's small things that your granddaughter gave you that a friend sent you. I just recently had a birthday and um, I got such wonderful cards and letters. Can I keep all of those cards and letters? I cannot. And it'll be hard for me to part with them. And what I typically do is hold on to them and look at them for a few months. And then I begin to part with them. And how are your decision-making skills? Can you decide where something belongs? Can you decide to give it away because it still has life in it? Can you decide to put it away and where that, where that space will be? Secondly, clean the surface spaces. Now, this is a dramatic way to get a decluttering, a dramatic way to declutter really quickly. And here's how it goes. You just walk into any room and look at a surface space. Look at the top of the filing cabinet and what's on the top of the filing cabinet. Whatever's on the top of the filing cabinet gets piled up and put into a garbage bag. Oh, no, I won't know what happened to it. You don't know where it is right now. It'll be fine. You'll figure out where it is. But you'll give yourself the prerogative of having some clean spaces and your workspace, your living space will give you freedom perhaps to begin using your house to love others, but it'll also give you a jump start on finding some organization. Thirdly, discard as many things as you can. <clears throat> you may need some help with that. I remember a gray silk dress that I owned that I bought for a very special occasion. And every time I went to my closet to take it out, and I hadn't worn it in five years, I put it back in because I remember where I wore it, how much I paid for it, what fun I had. Oh, I'll keep it. Until a friend who I called to help me, like I'm suggesting to you, to discard things, take a space, a closet, a kitchen cabinet drawer, your pantry, take an area, invite a friend and say, help me see what's useful, what's broken. Ask me the hard questions. And she'll be able to say, as my friend said to me, dump it, it's a dog. I can still remember her saying that. And I thought, oh, my gray silk dress is not a dog. But she was absolutely right. I was never going to wear it again. And so I dumped it. Four, get the stuff you need in places you can find it. You need the kids' school calendar. You need containers to put the kids' school calendar in. Get the stuff you need in important priority places. You need to know where your computer list of passwords is. You need to know where the bills are. 
You can, uh, I refer to you in a chapter in the Secrets to Getting More Done book on how to organize your paper. But you need to have a place. Get the stuff you need and put it in a place where you can find it. You'll be amazed as you begin to go through things to look at them, whether you should discard them or keep them or file them. How many things that you, oh, that's where that is. I've been looking for it. Those are the things you need. And when you've got those things in a pile, you'll be able to put them in a place. Use labels. Keep the labels simple. Maybe color code for the kids. I do work in my world as a woman of faith. I have done life coaching and mentoring and spiritual direction. And I have all of those files which represent different groups of people in my life colored. The women that I meet with in spiritual direction are in yellow files. They're all in yellow files. So if a file gets mixed up with a bunch of other files, I can tell that it's a yellow file and where it is and how easy to find it. Put it back where you got it from. That's rule number six. I know. It's rule number one and it's rule number six. I'm going to keep reminding you of put it back where you got it one from. Seven, if you buy one, throw another one out. My husband loves to go to Goodwill, and Goodwill, all these special sales, the first Saturday of the month, everything's half price, the first Friday of every quarter, he knows it all. He has a calendar for Goodwill. He and his um, uncontained trash day, so my husband, he is a fun man and does things wonderfully well. He goes to Goodwill, and one day I said to him, how many shirts do you own? Because he finds great deals, uh, great deals good quality shirts that he brings home for $2.50. They're great deals. But he had a hard time parting with them. And I said, you've got to begin following the Donna Otto rule. Throw out one. If you buy one, throw out one. And now he's so proud of himself. He walks through the house. He said, I bought a Goodwill and here's the one I'm getting rid of. Now here's what I do with the one he's getting rid of. And we'll end here today with the first 10. Well, almost the first 10. I keep the largest shopping bag, paper shopping bag, whatever. The last one I got was from the American Girl store. My granddaughter and I went there before Christmas, and we bought a couple of things, and I bought her a couple of Christmas presents, and they had this really big bag because it's good advertising. And I keep one of the largest shopping bags I can find in my craft closet where I have sewing and crafts. And when I have something to get rid of, I take it and put it in that bag. So David hands me the shirt, I put it in the bag. When the bag is full, I give the bag away. It's ongoing, it's easy. And you know, because I have a place to put something, when I have that little tchotchke that mm, someone gave me that really isn't useful, but I loved having it for a season, I got a really great sign on my 50th birthday. It says, act old later. And I loved it. But after a while, I thought, I'm done with it. I put it in the bag. It allows me some place to put things so I can throw them away more often. If you buy one, throw one out. 30 ways to declutter, to be continued. Remember the most important one. Put it back where you got it from. Where do the keys to the car belong? Put them in that container when you come in the door. Where do you keep your purse between being at home and going out? Put it back where you got it from. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day. <music>